Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, I'm Joey Wright, and welcome to the fourth episode of Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast that takes you inside high school sports in East Central Illinois. Coming up, Centennial Football. The Chargers off to a 3-0 start. And they look to keep the momentum going against crosstown rival Champaign Central Friday night at Tommy Stewart Field. It's going to be a great battle, and me and sports editor Matt Daniels had the pleasure to chat with three Charger seniors, Shamir Hall, Braylon Lewis, and Jordan Griggs, and we got their thoughts on the crosstown rivalry and much, much more. Remember, it wasn't all that long ago that the Chargers had a winless season in 2019, but Head coach Kyle Jackson has righted the ship, and Centennial has sky-high ambitions for the rest of the 2022 campaign. And in addition to our chat with the Chargers, we'll take a look at soccer and volleyball in the area as well. It's all coming up on Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast, and it starts right now. Lauren Tate, Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, and Bob Osmussen drive the definitive Illini Sports Portal, IlliniHQ.com. Your place for nonstop Illini coverage as it happens. All day, all night, all weekend. Your access to unparalleled Illini coverage is so easy at just over a dime a day. All of this for only $3.99 per month. Go to news-gazette.com now, click on the word subscribe, and get the instant Illini information anytime. Go Illini! Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast that takes you around the area, an in-depth look inside high school sports. I'm Joey Wright alongside sports editor Matt Daniels. And Matt, as we chat, it is 108 on <laughs> Wednesday, September 14th, and, and we're in a pretty nice conference room at Centennial High School. Going to talk some football with the Chargers today. Yeah, I haven't been inside Centennial in a few years since they, they did the renovations here. Nice setup here in, in Champaign, and uh, the Chargers uh, got a big football game on, on Friday night. Uh, eager to hear what, what they have to say before uh, Champaign Central comes to, to Tommy Stewart Field for the annual rivalry game between the two schools that are separated by a few miles. So, uh, yeah, just uh, looking forward to, to talking some ball with uh, the guys from Centennial here in a few minutes. I, I think it's my favorite cliche. It's the kind of <laughs> matchup where you can throw the records out oh, yes. the window. Yes. I, I love to use that. And, and, and it's kind of true for this matchup. You know, Centennial on paper is going to be the favorite, but I know Centennial's coming in energized, mm-hmm. um, or Central's coming in. What the? I just dropped my pen. I know Central's coming in energized, as is Centennial, and, and it should be a pretty good game. And as we'll hear from the Chargers, they're pretty fired up. Yeah, I mean, Centennial's off to a 3 0 start this season, uh, putting up some big points, too. One of Proviso East in week one. Joey, you covered him in week two, a home win, 69 20 home win against Peoria Manual. Just beat Peoria Richwoods last Friday night as well. And uh, Champaign Central's going to come in as the underdog. They're, they're 1 and 2 on the season, but did pick up their first one of the season last Friday night. A, a hard fought, close 18 to 13. 
2018 uh, win at Granite City, the first of three road games for Central to, to start the season. So uh, don't have to make quite a long bus ride as they, they have the, the first three weeks of the season. But, yeah, Centennial, uh, they're, they're feeling confident, as they should. They, they went 6-5 and five last season, won a first-round playoff game in, in Class 6A. Uh, they're 3-0 and for the first time since 2014, and, and the program's come a long way, especially for these seniors. Uh, when they were freshmen back in 2019, they were on the wrong end of, of the scoreboard every Friday night. They went 0-9, had some really lopsided defeats at all, and, and what Kyle Jackson has done here in, in his fourth season to turn this program around and just kind of have a buzz about the, the hallways here at the school is, is mighty impressive. The Chargers are back, and as we've alluded to, they're coming right up, and after that, We'll take you around the area of football scene, volleyball, and soccer as well. It's all coming up on Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast. Stay tuned. We're back after this. Hi, this is Dontro Dugar from Centennial Football. Friday night, it's the Battle of Champagne as we take on Central. Hear the game with Joey Wright and Colin Likas on Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. And we're here with Centennial High School football. Three seniors joining us today on their lunch hour. A lot of pizza in front of us. Some chocolate fruit milks. as well. Yeah. Chocolate milk. Bananas. So, it's, yeah. uh, i got to get some lunch on the way back to the office. <laughs> but it's, it's Jameer Hall, Braylon Lewis, and Jordan Griggs. Three seniors on this Chargers team that has started 3-0. and And guys, let's dive right in. Jameer, we'll start with you. 3-0 and going into a big game where the records don't really matter against Central this Friday. What are your thoughts after three weeks? Um, I feel like we're going to this game very hyped and feel good about our, our offense and putting numbers on the scoreboard. I feel confidence that our offense will put through and defense. I got a lot of faith in our in our team and coaches. Jameer, you, you started at left tackle and, and at defensive end. Uh, just what do you feel is, is the strength of, of this defense so far? And then conversely, how do you feel you guys are doing on offense? Um, for defense, I feel like we stopped the run a lot, mm-hmm. Good, got good run game. And on offense, we run the ball a lot, got a good running back. Also, our quarterback is a dual threat, can pass, can run. Mm-hmm. We also got good receivers. If we need to pass the ball, we can do that too. Yeah. You got a good offensive line too. I mean, you're, yeah. you're on it, Braylon here, left guard. Uh, I guess yeah, Braylon, Jeremiah, there you Jack, go. Uh, I mean, Zakai. Got to give shout outs Ryan to the Perry. offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> never get enough credit. Uh, no, they don't. But it, starts, <laughs> it starts up front. Uh, Braylon, just what is it about this offense? Obviously, a sophomore quarterback and Kellen Davis, who's kind of a dual threat. Brandon Harvey's kind of a known commodity and has really kind of lived up to, to preseason expectations so far. Just what's it like blocking for, for those dynamic playmakers that you guys have on, on offense at all? Um, it's good to block them, to be honest. Like I really think that they appreciate us and what we do up front and that they – don't shy away from giving us credit when they perform in these high games and they do very good. Mm-hmm. They don't like leave us out or anything. Gotcha. What's the best reward an offensive lineman can get? Donuts. <laughs> donuts. There we go. Yeah. In any particular place? Ooh, I mean, Schnook's got some good donuts. Okay. Are we are we saying like glazed donuts, long john? Apple fritter. Uh, long john with Man. the frosted sprinkles on top. Okay. All right. There we go. Uh, Jordan. You play. You're not on the offensive line, so I guess you don't get donuts. But uh, you're a, a defensive back and wide receiver. Just, uh, just how much fun are you guys having so far this season with a three and zero start? And obviously, a big game here Friday night against Champaign Central at Tommy Stewart Field. It's fun going out there again to play with them every day because you know this isn't going to last long. So every game we have and every practice counts. So it's fun going out there with them, playing every day, and it's good having high 
scoring games because we can get everybody in the mm-hmm. sophomores, juniors, and the seniors that don't play a lot. So it's good mm-hmm. getting everybody in so they can all get to see how it feels to play varsity football. What's it like when this team really gets rolling? Uh, I covered the manual game in week two, and you guys didn't get out of the gates as quick as you would have liked. But then, I mean, flip the switch, 55 unanswered points are scoring on offense, defense, and special teams. Jameer, we'll go back to you. I mean, when this team is playing at it, it, its true potential, I imagine it's got to be a lot of fun. Uh, sometimes we start off slow, but once we get things going, I really think we are uh, unstoppable, mm-hmm. really. Our run game is good. We can pass if we need to. It's just we got everything we need. Got a lot of weapons that we that we can use. Jameer, how much confidence did it give you guys, especially to week one? You were supposed to play Urbana. Obviously, they had to change at the last minute. You had to drive pretty long ways to play Proviso East, go on the road, come out with a, a pretty impressive win week one. What did that just do for, for you and the guys just, just moving forward, do you think? Uh, I think having the game against Proviso – we got to get all the nerve, the nerves out and see how well we play together. And after that, we played manual and we put up uh, 69 points. So got to see how we got to play with each other. Uh, got to get the backups in and the backups of the backups in. Got Everybody got to play. I think it was a, a good thing for us. You guys are all seniors in this program and, and – off to a 3-0 and start, but there was a time a few years ago where the program was going through some lean years. Head coach Kyle Jackson comes in, kind of gets things going in the right direction. Braylon, we'll go to you. What's it like to be a part of the turnaround now, you know, 3-0, and number two team right in mm-hmm. our top 10, really kind of reaping the benefits? No pressure. I mean, no pressure, but <laughs> but what's it like to just have, have been a part of all that? I mean, it's nice to be a part of it. I think that, like, it's just a. Uh, it feels good to know that you came from nothing and you built really this. We built this program from the bottom. Like we were, se- we were freshmen when you know they went zero and nine, and mm-hmm. Coach Jackson just came in. But to see this program go from zero and nine to now a three and zero start and for the first time since twenty fourteen, it really does feel good to know that we're improving. Jordan, how difficult was that twenty nineteen season? Obviously, you come into high school as a freshman. Not really sure what to expect at all, and, and then obviously the the struggles on on the football field. I'm sure didn't didn't help at all. Just how did how did you and this senior class just handle that moment, and how much do you think it's helped you to where you guys are at right now? So you know how we kept losing multiple games, but we still came out. And we tried to play hard every game, and then they fought every drive. No matter the loss, they'll come out and they'll fight harder in the next game, mm-hmm. and it'll progress to get better and better, and. They went out and executed when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, what's uh, Jordan? What's the mood like around the hallways here this week? Big game, natural rival in, in Central. I'm sure everyone's kind of buzzing a bit too about your guys' three and zero start. Just take me through just what it's like walking through the halls here and seeing your classmates and friends and teammates and things like that. You really see a lot of the athletes together, like the football players, always walking around together. We always talk about like our next game and what we did the last game and stuff we could do to get better at practice. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Gotcha. Talking, I, I I spoke with Coach Jackson last night, and he said one thing he he doesn't necessarily want you guys to do is to give Central any bulletin board material <laughs> this week. You know, once you guys do your talking on the field kind of thing. But I mean, you know, so so I guess I'll go there. How do you kind of? Stay focused on a week like this because, you know, uh, obviously it's it's maybe the rivalry in the area. I don't think that's unfair to say. Central Centennial, I mean, how do you just, 
you know, keep your head down and, and get to Friday night without letting all those distractions creep in. Stay off social media, right? Yeah, we stay on social media <laughs> and just we lock in at practice. We stay on top of everything and make sure that we're ready for Friday night. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. What is it like, though, facing Central Friday night? I know I'm not going to – I'm sure the Maroons will check into this later and, and hear what you guys have to say and dissect every single word and sentence it all. But just what is – how – how much of a special feeling is Friday night knowing it's central here, a big-time rivalry game? I mean, sometimes it's hard, like, going through the week at practice knowing that, like, Friday is game time. We play our mm-hmm. rivals. You know, we got to put our – you got to strap these helmets on and go mm-hmm. crazy. But, like, you just got to remember that it's more than football and that the game is not played until these pads are on. So all this talking on social media and on Instagram and all that don't really mean nothing until – it's Friday night, 7 o'clock, kickoff. You know, we start and we play it. Mm-hmm. Don't mean that. It, it, what is that like, too? I mean, you know, I've been here 10 years and, and talked to numerous coaches and athletes. You know, you guys grow up playing sports together, and then you come to high school, and then you're cast aside as, as rivals, I guess. Braylon, this could be all for all three of you guys. How do you just handle that aspect? Because I'm sure you guys know players on Central and just vice versa. I'm sure Central guys know some guys here at Centennial as well. I mean, we know what they can do. They know what we can do. It's just like a matter of fact of who can perform at when it needs to be done, who can step up to the plate and do the job when it needs to be done. And I Mm -hmm. think that's just sometimes it's hard, but I think that we're going to be able to do that this Friday. Jordan, what's that aspect like for you at all? Playing with them like previous years, we know each other's like weaknesses and Mm -hmm. potentials. So it's fun going out there, getting to see them play, and getting to play against them because, like I said, it's going to end soon. So. Mm-hmm. Jameer, you know any of these guys on Central pretty well? Uh, a couple of them. Okay. Anyone in particular <laughs> you want to give a shout-out to at all? Nah. Okay. Oh, man. I like that though. I like. He can't give a shout out to him this week. No, that's fair. That's are you guys. You guys are friends. Fifty one weeks out of the year, and this this one week, you don't yeah. you don't communicate, don't text anything like that. Yeah. Gotcha. All as right. It, as it should be, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Big rivalry. Um. I wish Urbana would have been a little more competitive in these rivalries when I was in high school. It's all right. You know. Pride of Pride of Urbana High School here, Joey Wright. That's right. Um, We're not going to ask how the Tigers are doing this year in the football field. So, although if anyone knows our JV record, <laughs> I have been curious. I want to track that down. Shouts to Urbana High School. We were there last week. Talked to some boys soccer players and Mick Kowal- Mickey Kowalski, their their head coach there. They had a great time over there and good soccer season that the the Tigers are going on so far. Absolutely. Not unfair, obviously, to say that this is a, a, a big game this week, guys. And I'm just curious how you guys get ready for any kind of big game, you know, whether it's the playoffs last year, uh, knock on wood, the playoffs this year, certainly on, on track to make it there. But how do you kind of, you know, manage the build up to the week? And we kind of already talked about it. But, but what, what what's it like when you step on the field and kind of get into the office? You know, uh, do you kind of set everything aside and just go play with your guys? Or is that still kind of in the back of your mind when you take the field? Uh, when we get on the field, that's time for us to lock in and make sure that we uh, have less mistakes than than we do the day before or the week before. Try to make sure we stay on top of our stuff and make sure we help our guys lock in and everything. Make sure the coaches help us make sure that everything, we stay on top of everything. Braylon, take us through a Friday here. What is school like? What do you do after school? What do you guys do to get ready for the game, the locker room, everything leading up to that opening kickoff on, on Friday night? Um. Well, you know, first of the day, I mean, I eat a good breakfast. All right. Uh, I normally go out for lunch and I eat good. But then, like, <laughs> after after school, it's time to lock in. I play the music. I, you know, put my pads on. I'm getting ready. You know, I get taped, start to warm up. 
I'm just starting to lock into the game, remember what I got to do, and then we go out there and we do what we got to do. Okay. And then how do you guys celebrate afterwards? Sing the fight song. Okay. Yep. Sing the fight, fight song. song. Okay. Sounds good. And then go get some donuts. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jordan, talk us about uh, – tell us about Kellen Davis, sophomore quarterback, first year starting on varsity, uh, dual threat athlete back there. Just what is making him run this offense so efficiently? I think helping him run this offense officially is by the starters on the field and the second stream coming out because he needs he needs us to show his potential mm-hmm. and we do that for him every time. He's a really good sophomore. He has a lot of potential. He's gonna get better as the years progress and I got a lot of faith in him. You're a defensive back. First you play a little receiver, but you mentioned defense is your preference. How miserable do you try to make his life in practice? <laughs> Uh, we're not allowed to hit him. <laughs> just him. run past him. So you, you can pick him off, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you? No, no, you haven't. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, Jameer, obviously, like we said, Kellen, a quarterback, Brandon Harvey. I think he's had three games of at least a hundred yard rushing so far. Those are guys, kind of the headliners, along with you three here as well. But who are some other guys on this team that really just kind of fill their roles, do their jobs, and, and make you guys what you are so far this season? Um, for defense, I'll say Rico Carter, okay. number six. Uh, also Jacob Bailey, number four, the DB. Okay. I think we got a lot of good guys. You got to give a shout out to the line. There you go, Locking, <laughs> Jeremiah, Zakai, and Ryan. The, it starts with the guys up front. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for us, then they wouldn't have all the rushing yards and TDs and all that. But I really think we uh, we could do good this year, mm-hmm. do a lot, make the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah. Brilliant. what was it like last year? Uh, I think for a lot of people, no one really knew what to expect last fall either after having played in the spring, uh, the condensed season at all. But how much confidence did that give you guys – getting to the playoffs, getting a first-round playoff win, and just being able to kind of springboard that momentum going forward in the offseason and into up this, this fall at all? I mean, it was nice, like, because, I mean, I played with the, the seniors last year my whole life. Like, I, you know, came up with them every time. And just to get that playoff win, you know, when we were coming off a of COVID season and mm-hmm. people, you know, were maybe doubting us a little bit just because we did go 0-9 in our last full season of football. But I think that that playoff win did, you know, propel us into this season that we're in now where we're 3-0 and and we know we're playing good. So mm-hmm. I think that helped us build off of what we did last season. Jordan, one thing that, that really kind of stood out to me when, when we, we put out our, our high school football special section uh, in late August, we had team photos for a lot of the teams. And uh, when we saw the Centennial team photo, I mean, there's a ton of kids in, in that photo, uh, 60, 70. You guys, the numbers in this program, I think, have steadily gone up. What is it like for you as a senior to know that you guys are kind of leaving this program in, in solid footing for, you know, the juniors, sophomores, freshmen, kids in middle school that want to play football centennial moving forward, especially compared to where it was at when you guys entered high school? Seeing all the numbers is good because we know where we're going. We're going to have people that could come step up for us and fulfill what we did last year. And having a lot of numbers from, like, freshmen to juniors – once the seniors get tired or need a break or get hurt, we always know we got a backup that's good enough to replace mm-hmm. them. Guys, uh, that's about all I've got. And yeah, I, again. I think Matt's the same way. So thanks so much for, for taking some time. And as I look down at those lunch trays, you guys have some pizza to eat or finish. So yes, exactly. Good, good, good luck on, on Friday night against the Maroons. Should be a, a great atmosphere and a great game. And then 
you can hear the call on 97.5 FM and the podcast later and then read all about it in Saturday's News Gazette. Transfer Portal, NIL, recruiting, covering University of Illinois athletics has become a 24 hours a day, 365 days per year endeavor. It is as important as ever to be able to follow U of I athletics. For just 17 cents per day, Illini HQ digital subscribers have access to U of I athletics articles from Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, and of course, Lauren Tate. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe to sign up for an Illini HQ digital subscription today. Go Illini! And a big thank you to Centennial Football for stopping by during their lunch hour on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon in Champaign. Again, I'm Joey Wright with sports editor Matt Daniels and Matt, Central Centennial, the matchup this week when we talk about the football slate, but some other interesting games as well, and we'll detail three of them. Muhammad Seymour at Lincoln, Monticello at Bloomington Central Catholic, and Shelbyville at Tuscola. Let's dive into the Muhammad Seymour-Lincoln matchup. It's 3-0 at 2-1, and and those 3-0 and Bulldogs may well be the best team in Central Illinois. Yeah, they're number one in our, our rankings every week, and they have been since the, the season started, and uh, Wyatt Baum and the offense uh, really got going last week. And you know, not even Wyatt Baum, it was really uh, Luke Johnson, their, their standout running back, rushed for 337 yards at Mount Zion in a 49-14 win. Uh, they, they pretty much control their destiny in the Apollo Conference now. I know Lincoln uh, was... Off to a 2 0 start, lost to Jerseyville last week, but uh, I don't see any problem for the Bulldogs uh, making their second straight road trip this Friday. In the Line of Prayer Conference, intriguing game Monticello at, at Bloomington Central Catholic. Monticello beat uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science last week, 39 6, in their lone non conference game this year. BCC coming off a tough loss at Paxson Buckley Loda, 28 25, in overtime. Uh, both teams, tradition-rich programs, uh, should be a good one over in Bloomington and, and kind of maybe see if they can contend with Prairie Central at all or PBL uh, for the Illini Prairie. Um, yeah, and then the CIC, uh, two undefeated teams, Shelbyville, Tuscola. Uh, Tuscola's had some close ones here uh, so far this season. Arcola in week one, the Cola Wars, was I think a little closer than 30-13, to 13, the final score. You were there, Joey. You could maybe provide some it, input on that. It was. It, it played much like that was our first ever News Gazette and Land Rock 97.5 game of the week. It really it played like the last one we did. Villa Grove and mm-hmm. Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, you know, controlling win for Tuscola, but it's it's Arcola definitely hang around, and I think halftime was the worst thing that could have happened to the Purple Riders because if halftime hadn't struck, Arcola had enough momentum to probably take the lead, but mm-hmm. Andy Romine and company were able to, to make some adjustments. Yeah, then week two, Tuscola had a close one with Cumberland that, that kind of got lopsided there at the end, uh, 140 to 22, but the, I think the score was much close. The final score was uh, not indicative of how that game went. And then week three, Tuscola went on the road for the first time and faced a resurgent Sullivan Ocal Valley team that hadn't won a game since 2016. Uh, started out 2-0 and this season, and they led Tuscola late until Tuscola rallied for a 28-25 win. Uh, again, should be a, a great CIC matchup and, uh, you know, high scoring probably. Shelbyville and Tuscola have put up some some great battles over the years, and I uh, should expect another one Friday night at Memorial Field in Tuscola. Three good matchups, certainly. And, yeah, back to that Muhammad seymour lincoln game. Muhammad shouldn't have any problems, but the problem Muhammad's going to have the rest of this season is they've got a big target on their backs. So, you know, it's on paper they should probably win every game they have. 
barring injuries and things like that, mm-hmm. of course, which which you hope not to see. But Muhammad Seymour, for the six teams left on their schedule, that's the game. You know, that's the opportunity to come prove it. Exactly, and I think that's something that, that head coach John Atkins and, and his players kind of understand. Uh, coming off of last season when they went 11-1, and one, uh, reached the Class 5A state quarterfinals, won the Apollo Conference regular season title, uh, had a ton of talent from that team back, Wyatt Baum back at quarterback, uh, Luke Johnson in the backfield coming off a, an injury last season, fully healthy now, and, and definitely showed that against Mount Zion. Uh, Nick Golden kind of anchors their defense, but you've got some dynamic wide receivers too, and Quentin Rogers and Valiant Walsh, who were thrown into the fire as, as juniors and responded, and, and this year they're playing kind of like savvy veterans, and, and they know what to expect. And I mean, you've written about them uh, when they were at our office back in early August for, for News Gazette Media Day. They just ooze there's a palpable sense of confidence when you're talking to either John Atkins or the the players from Muhammad Seymour because they know they have the talent, they know they have the experience, and, and they know, the too, that they have the support of, of their community. I mean, Frank Dutton Field is, is a eye-popping place to be on a Friday night here, and I know, Joey, you and Colin Likas will get to experience that in a few weeks when you call their Week 6 game against Quincy Notre Dame. Uh, for the News Gazette Light Rock 97.5 game of the week. But, uh, yeah, just I think they relish, too, kind of having that expectation and that pressure that is is placed upon them, and uh, they make no bones about it. They want to be one of the last Class 5A teams standing and and playing at Memorial Stadium in Champaign two days after Thanksgiving for the state title. I had a chance to talk with Frank Dutton a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and and one of the things I asked him – can you? Because you know he's he's pretty well removed from the program at this point. Was their coach in 1977 when they won a state title? I asked him if he ever pokes his head into a practice or mm-hmm. still go. You know, and he says, "I haven't been to a practice since I, I stepped away from the head coaching gig in the early 90s." But after we did that interview a few weeks he later, stopped he, by a practice. he did stop by. <laughs> Even he had to see what was going on. Yeah, exactly, and uh, a lot going on on the high school football scene, uh, volleyball scene as well. Joey, you've been um, pioneering our audio-only broadcast on our, our News Gazette Prep Sports Facebook page. Um, we were at Urbana High School a few weeks ago for Rantoul Volleyball, taking down the Tigers in straight sets. You are in Fisher last Thursday <laughs> for uh, Fisher GCMS, two rivals in the Heart of Illinois Conference. Where are you going to be at this week? We will be in St. Joseph. St. Right. Joseph Ogden hosting St. Thomas More. Going to be a good one. Two great programs last couple of years. Uh, looking a little different this year, but still, you know, both will factor into the Illini Prairie Conference race, certainly. And uh, it's going to be some high-level volleyball. I know there's uh, been a lot of interest on social media. People excited to tune in, and, and that's great. And it should be a, a great match tomorrow. Thursday, I should say, at 7, because if you're listening to this as a podcast, <laughs> there's no sense of what tomorrow is. But uh, Thursday, September 15th, tomorrow as we record this at 7 o'clock on, on Facebook Live. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, two, uh, two great Illini Prairie Conference programs. St. Thomas Moore obviously won a, a Class 1A state title last year, graduated three Division One players, though, in, in Caroline Kerr, Anna McClure, and, and Colleen Hedgie. Uh, still got a lot of talent. They just won the Clinton Classic uh, this past Saturday. Got a new coach, too, and Evan Hook is a familiar name around the area, former Champaign Central uh, volleyball coach as well. St. Joseph Ogden struggled a little bit at the beginning of the season. They seem to have kind of righted themselves like STM. They won a, a weekend tournament uh, so far in September. They won the title at the Mattoon Invitational uh, first weekend in, in September. And uh, Abby McDonald, their coach, is, has been there for quite some time now. Uh, has taken them to two trips to the state tournament, placed second in Class 2A in 2016 and then third in, in 2019. So she set a, a 
winning foundation that uh, the Spartans uh, strive to, to hit each and every year. So always a great atmosphere when those two teams go at it in, in pretty much any sport and should be another good one Thursday night uh, in St. Joe. Absolutely. And, of course, St. Joseph Ogden graduated Kennedy Burnett from last year. Mm-hmm. Did a story on her last fall. Um, so some turnover, some new faces, but these new faces, as you alluded to, have settled in nicely and plenty of new, uh, you know, Kennedy Burnett's and mm-hmm. uh, and the like that we'll we'll chat about for for years to come. Yeah, and, and then boys soccer too on, on Tuesday night, big rivalry match. It's kind of been the theme this week: Central Centennial uh, rivalries. Uh, they had a girls tennis match on on Monday night. The Central won handily nine nothing at Lindsay Courts here in, in Champaign. But uh, Tuesday night at Centennial, probably a few hundred yards from where we sit right now, Joey, inside this conference room at Centennial High School, that uh, the Maroons got the better uh, of the host Chargers, ended up winning uh, four to one. Uh, Champaign Central Boys Soccer this year is off to an impressive start. Uh, unbeaten through their first 10 matches. They're 9-0-1. Uh, beat Urbana uh, a few weeks ago to, to win the title at the Urbana tournament. I know they got a big match on, on Thursday night against the Tigers again back in Urbana. But uh, first-year coach Alex Zarco, who I feel really old because I remember when he was in high school playing for Champaign Central not that long <laughs> ago. Uh, his younger brother Diego is one of the key pieces for, for the Maroons. Cooper Carson, Matthew Winterbottom as well. Uh, and they just got off to a good start against Centennial, uh, led one nothing early, and then Centennial responded. Though credit to the Chargers, who they've their records is kind of not in not a clear uh, not clear as to what this team could become. They're two five and one so far this year, but they played a lot of close matches. They're a team I think you don't want to see later in the season, especially around the postseason. Uh, Jim Meissen's always run a quality program here at Centennial and uh, answered back and, and tied the match, but then Central just kind of pulled away and, and just kind of kept the Chargers at bay. But still, uh, some good early season boys soccer action going on in the area, and uh, we'll continue to be that way for the next month or so. Absolutely, and as we uh, wrap up this episode of Extra Prep, would be remiss if we didn't mention the contributions of, of Lee Kabuti. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about – uh, Central Centennial, well, he was certainly a part of uh, a number of those matchups during his time at, as head coach at Champaign Central. Passed away last week at the age of 97. Uh, his wife, Joanne, passing away uh, days later at the age of 92. So uh, a bit of a tragic week, certainly in Champaign, but but two lives well lived. Exactly, and uh, never had the chance to really talk to, to Coach Kabuti all that much, but uh, from everyone I've talked to about him in the past, just uh, just a, a mutual level of, of respect for, for what he did, and, and I think that's come across, too, in, in our coverage in the News Gazette uh, since, his, since his passing, and uh, the court at Combs Gym is, is named after Lee Kabuti. Uh, took the the Maroons to the 1969 state tournament at the then Assembly Hall and, and what was then still a one class state tournament uh, had the high flying efforts of, of Clyde Turner uh, who also tragically passed away uh, last month. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, a hard time if if you're uh, well connected to the the Champaign Central Boys Basketball Program, but still it was it was always nice to see. Uh, Coach Kabuti out and about still. He, he was here at Centennial uh, last month for the yep. first ever Coleman Caradine uh, alumni game, and, and folks were just flocking to, to take pictures with him. He, he was a living legend. Um, I remember one time, this has been phew, probably six, seven years ago at, at this juncture now, and um, I had just kind of taken over as sports editor at the News Gazette, and you know I was probably way in over my head and completely <laughs> overwhelmed and things like that, and uh, had a had a letter on on my desk when I came in one day and I uh, was uh, opened it up and saw the address was from uh, Ali Kabuti and it was a, a handwritten letter uh, just you know 
kind of giving me some some encouraging words that I think I really needed to hear at that time and uh, just just some praise some subtle praise and just some some words of encouragement that uh, you know I'm sure he he affected thousands of people throughout his time coaching and things like that but just from from hearing some of the stories about him as well he affected people on, on such a deep level uh, besides just what he did on, on the basketball court and his accomplishments at Central are are ginormous I mean he won I believe close to 500 games uh, he was an annual presence at the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame uh, banquet attended that for 50 years was there uh, earlier this summer uh, and was recognized for for that as well and like I said his name's on the court at, at Combs <laughs> Gym so that kind of speaks in and of itself but yeah just uh, uh, just sad hearing the news um, obviously lived an incredible life uh, 97 years young and uh, just wish all the best for for his family members who are, are mourning his passing. It's a, a sad time, but absolutely 97 years well-lived. And he was the only person to attend every Illinois Basketball mm-hmm. Coaches Association banquet. Mm-hmm. 50 years strong. Heck yeah. of a run. What so, a life. Absolutely. And that'll about do it for our fourth episode of Extra Prep here at Centennial High School. Joey Wright and News Gazette Sports Editor Matt Daniels. Matt, I think we covered a lot of ground today. Yeah, we did. We'll be back next week. Looking forward to it. And, again, thanks for all your hard work, Joey. And, uh, yeah, check out his, his broadcast later this week. We'll He'll be set up uh, Thursday night at, at St. Joe for STM St. Joe Volleyball. Then, then Friday night he and Scott Beatty will be up in the press box at uh, Tommy Stewart Field here at Centennial for the Lyric 97 News Gazette Game of the Week. And then read uh, the prep highlights on Saturday. There three you go. Three days in a row. Yep, why not? You're, <laughs> just, you're a jack-of-all-trades, Joey. Having a lot of fun. STM in St. Joe, Thursday, September 15th at 7 o'clock on Facebook Live. Going to be a lot of fun. And thank you for listening to Episode 4 of Extra Prep, a News Gazette podcast, wherever you're listening and however you're listening. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>